0: Happy Friday, worlds. My name is Jacob Eamon. Here with me today, as always, is David Patrick Fleming. This is Underdanks. How are you today, David? Not too bad.
1: Uh, it's another hot as shit day in toronto it's already uh it's like 30 degrees already it's like a it's like a bear's ass outside
0: (laughs) yeah i got my dogs walk in already i'm trying to beat the heat by getting out there as early as i can so we can get a decent walk in
1: and my apartment's sitting at 81 degrees fahrenheit as uh, of 10 o'clock a.m so that's only going to get worse what is that in canadian that's gonna be like twenty seven and a bit, I think. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm like used to it now.
0: Very hot. Yeah, super hot. Let's get into it. What happened? What happened with the teenagers last night? Did we get anything? Oh, on the uh, what did the teenagers throw on my deck
1: last night? Those little fuckers didn't throw anything.
0: Uh-huh. A
1: little uh, a literal light bulb went off. But what I what I tried last night was I turned the light on the deck and I left it on all night just to see if that would make them be afraid to throw anything like is somebody up there we can't see so i left the light on now maybe they just didn't throw anything anyway because it's not like they do it every single night they just had a little four or five game streak going there uh but i'm gonna keep leaving the light on until i see stuff because if they throw stuff with the light on that's different that's a different statement that's like i don't give a fuck if you are up there we're launching
0: Okay, but so how do you move on from here tonight? Do you leave the light on or do you leave the light off to try to get some more information from whether the light works or not?
1: Well, I'm going to leave the light on. I'm going to leave the light on until they start throwing stuff with
0: the light on. tight <coughs> Sorry, say that again. You're going to leave the light on until yeah. they... Okay.
1: Because if that works, that's, you know if my way to not go to prison for assault is to just buy more light bulbs than normal then i think that that's worth it and if it like i don't have to live in the wretched anxiety of being harassed by children and makes me feel like um i flushed my testicles down the toilet then that would be worth a couple light bulbs
0: now what if? What if? What if they get used to the light bulb though, and they just start throwing it because they start realizing, ah, I know what he's doing. He's just leaving the light on. He thinks that's going to work. Well, that's the thing. This is the
1: psychological warfare that is in front of me. I mean, I need to feel it out. What I was actually thinking is, they have a little table down there with their chairs. And I was thinking, instead of the stupid suggestion that my landlord gave me of trying to offer them things they might want, like extra chairs, I was thinking of stealing their chairs. Uh-huh. So that maybe then they would be like, where do we sit? What do we do now?
0: Well, you could actually t- yeah, take one of their chairs, put it on your, on your deck, and if they say anything, like, someone threw this chair on my yeah. deck I'm assuming it was you guys throwing all of this garbage up here. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you for the chair.
1: (laughs) I really appreciate it, guys, because I was really upset that you were throwing trash. But what I didn't know is that you were offering me things that I might need. Like you see me work out sometimes and you're offering me plastic bottles for my supplements and water. And I just didn't view it as the generous offer that it actually was. Thank you so much for this chair. I'm yep. sure I would wake up the next day to just my deck having been ravaged.
0: Yeah. Eggs. You're gonna be covered in <laughs> eggs.
1: Oh man, that's what I don't want it to turn into. I really don't. I don't want to like be picking cooked egg yeah. off my deck in the morning.
0: You cooked egg? Why would it be cooked? I guess it was cooked. Eighty one degrees <laughs> inside. <laughs> All right, so let's Did you watch Unsolved Mysteries last night? Did you watch the first episode? I
1: I watched the first episode. I didn't go past the first episode because I wasn't sure if you were going to watch more and I didn't. And I felt like if we talk about the second episode, but it was like a day after for me, I might forget certain elements of it, but.
0: Okay. Here's a little marker for me. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, put in a little thing in, in the editing process here afterwards. People can skip from this point. I'll tell you how many minutes to skip forward if you haven't watched the episode yet and you want to watch the episode yet i realize that some of you guys might be coming to this show thinking it's a sports show but here we are we're talking about unsolved mysteries deal with it okay so if you have not watched unsolved mysteries skip ahead to 15 minutes and 20 seconds what did you first of all what did you think about the show the reboot do you think it's well done when it first started, it was missing that kind
1: of eerie quality that the original show had for me and just the way that it was produced. And for the first maybe 15 minutes, I thought, ah, this is a little dull to me. But then it really turned a corner and uh, I thought it was a really interesting mind fuck to try to piece together. Like It, it was very much an unsolved mystery that yeah. there's no clear answer to. I mean which is, I'm sure, how the show is supposed to function, and they would only choose things that would leave you feeling that way, but it really was effective.
0: I kind of had a bit of a trouble with the first 15 minutes as well, and I kind of thought, you know, if, if I was editing this, I might try and start with something a bit juicier and then go back from from there after I've kind of laid out the the first part of the mystery then go back explain the relationship what's going on with the family like just starting off with their relationship I'm like what i don't have time for this guys let's, and let's some, move yes along here. and
1: some of the reveals they give you later on are kind of like well then that kind of scrapes away the beginning because they set them up like a a A really normal happy-go-lucky guy who would never want to kill himself and his life was very positive and he was energetic and then it's like oh by the way he dabbled in Freemasonry and then they show this like scribblings of uh, a note that he left behind his desk that seemed like he was having a psychotic episode and the one thing I will say that I feel like they skirted over that for me was like whoa 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 was when this guy, uh, you know, jumps or is thrown or whatever off this roof. And they're like, well, the only way that he could have got out to this ledge, he would have had to go through somebody's uh, unit. And it's yeah. like, yeah, OK, so maybe he did that. And so let's hear they? about that. Like, yeah. whose units were they? Did you interview the people? And if it's like, yeah, we interviewed them, but they just said they didn't know him. Well, isn't that crazy that someone who's capable of murder would deny knowing somebody? Because it seems like to me, because he has this cell phone that's untouched and these glasses that are untouched, that he would have been in one of those units. You know, you take your glasses off, you take your phone out, you don't want to sit on it. And then, you know, I don't know exactly the series of events that lets this man launch his body or get pushed off of this ledge, but then whoever did it maybe can go down and plant the glasses and the cell phone. I don't know. There's a lot lot in that section that I would have liked them to talk about more.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that comes back to either the corruption or just the general laziness of the Baltimore Police Department, um, not wanting to investigate this. Like, how did they not get? How did they not get like a forensics team to try and recreate what kind of like recreate with a dummy? Uh, what kind of jump he needs to do and to make that small of a hole like it's like he he was going into the pencil dive and going into the pool right (laughs) like how do you launch yourself 45 feet off an edge be like flying through the air limbs going everywhere like oh my god I'm about to die and then be like oh just like get tight and go into a pencil to try and like make as small a hole as you can to get it doesn't make any sense
1: it doesn't make any sense at all and it just doesn't seem like but it also doesn't seem like if if you threw somebody off of that ledge
0: be even more difficult to throw someone that far yeah
1: you wouldn't be like no pencil dive tuck (laughs) you know like it's it's so weird
0: now what if what if he was thrown out of a helicopter (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean it is weird that in an entire building of that size with all those windows that nobody saw anything. At no point somebody didn't just glance out and be like, There's a man flying through the air or heard some sort of altercation or something like that. And that the helicopter. cameras were disconnected. It would be what I think would be a mind blowing thing was if he's like I'm gonna kill myself and I'm gonna plant my glasses and phone in the exact spot that I hope to bust through this ceiling, (laughs) (laughs) and like he doesn't even get credit for how accurate his jump was because nobody can put those pieces together.
0: Who kills them? Who kills themselves with a jump? Like not even like I feel like if you're gonna kill yourself by jumping off a ledge or something, you fall. You step off and you fall to your death. You don't take a 45-meter a, a run up yeah, you and don't, try and tie the record for the long jump. <laughs> you don't do the Jordan from the foul line to end no. your life. <laughs>
1: That's
0: psychotic. No one does that. But if
1: he jumped off the building, he jumped off that ledge because there's no way he's going the 45 feet from the back from the back roof, like it's that's still impossible. like it's still
0: like a twenty foot leap or something. They said from that eleventh floor ledge. I don't know if you ever do that when you're up on like a bridge
1: or something high, and you ever, and you see something kind of in front of you, and you're like, I wonder if I ran and jumped the time, if I could of make course. it. Yeah, totally. And
0: every time you're like, at first you're like, oh yeah, maybe I could make it to the next building over there, and <laughs> then you kind of get a bit close, and you're like, oh no, not even close. Like you run and jump, you're making it like six. Seven feet away from you before you start going straight down.
1: Yeah, it's such a mystery. Like, it, it really is. It's because it, even if he was being threatened up on that ledge or something and he had no way out, to jump would suggest that you were attempting something to save yourself. And th- there's just nothing
0: there. Yeah. So I guess you're right. Helicopter. Could be helicopter. The mafia could be involved. Um, you know, maybe I don't know. I would like to, I would have liked that hole to be investigated a bit more. Like, are there pieces of his skin, like his body, that have been like ripped off on the metal that went through there? Was that hole made by his body? Or did they put something else to make that hole there afterwards? And he didn't. That seems fall like from a that? lot
1: of work for something that nobody saw. Do you know what I mean? Like, how did all those things get, like, it would have to be such a boom, 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 like jump, smash, die. If, if it was planted, if it was like these guys gouging a hole in there and then there was no remnants of whatever it was that they made to gouge this hole, unless they, the cops just maybe like that's how this show functions. We just pick the cases that the cops did the shittiest job and <laughs> that, that really makes this more uh, interesting.
0: I watched with my girlfriend, Brittany, and uh, she found it to be very frustrating about a, a, a- 20 minutes into the show she was like is this just gonna be a show where there's no idea at the end of it <laughs> yeah. and i was like yeah i think that's kind of the idea and then we get to the end and they're just like if you have any ideas or clues <laughs> yeah. and you're like what <laughs> you kind of you kind of hope that this show that it's an unsolved mystery before the people who are making the show started making the show and that they kind of solve it by the end of the episode or It's interesting
1: because they used to do the same thing on the original, like call this number if you have any. But now with social media and everything, there's just going to be so much information being tossed around about these individual episodes. You might even get people who are like, I was there that day and I saw the whole thing happen.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully each episode they make a kind of update, you know, or there's like a season two where they go back if they have more information. And they do make some sort of attempt to give us some closure on these cases. But, I mean, how did they not—how did the police—I guess because they ruled it a suicide. They don't want to have to do any more work, but— They didn't
1: rule it a suicide. They ruled it undetermined.
0: Right, right. But they said it's probably a suicide, and they ruled it undetermined. But basically, they're not saying—to the public, they're not being like, we don't know if it's a suicide or a murder— just so you guys know we don't know <laughs> they're saying it was probably a suicide let's just leave it at that and move on we've got uh, you know we've all seen the wire we know how this works they've got those red those those red names up on the board they want them to turn black
1: and when there's a lot <laughs> of
0: them up there they'll do anything to not have them there you know they've got they've got to have a solved percentage anyway how did they <coughs> I'm all over the place a bit right now. I'm, I'm I'm worked up from this show. Apparently, I think they have changed it. Maybe it's from this show airing, but people are looking into it a bit, and apparently, it has been changed to a homicide. It's being ruled as a homicide, so I guess they might be investigating it now. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, but how did they not subpoena the people at his company? They found out that the phone call that led him to rush out of there came from the office, and then i I've never heard of this move by the way, that lawyers can just be like everyone in the company says nothing,
1: yeah, but I mean what 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 can you do like everybody like it's a big company, it looks like it was like multiple multiple stories of people who work there, and it's just a general call board switchboard or whatever that the call comes in from so you ask everybody have no idea have no idea where were you i was here but i have no idea and if everybody
0: says that like what, what do you, it's so many people to choke out like what do you do i don't know start by investigating his so-called best friend that decided he didn't want to help the police yeah, at he all. was just
1: like no he was like, like yesterday when i asked you if boba could steal 19 bases just no
0: <laughs> i mean he's already he's already been Involved in criminal activity, mass amounts of money. Who knows? I, I mean that that guy's obviously the the biggest unknown here, and clearly the most likely suspect to be involved in it somehow. Right.
1: Speaking of slimy, mysterious, snaky people, did you see? rob manford back out on what he had said on yeah. the dan patrick show about the uh, yeah there was never going to be 60 it was always going to be 60 games no matter what because the original offer back in march or whatever was 119 games and they just kept going down from there and rob manford says uh it was never going to be anything but 60 games and then he tried to backtrack it and say oh what i meant by that was seeing the way that the virus has grown over time we would have never been able to play those games but you know damn well that's not what he meant when he said that he is the snakiest fucking guy his last year is one of the worst years of somebody at their job in a that's been able to be viewed by the public
0: i kind of didn't see it that way to be honest I, i i i hear what you're saying now and i kind of agree with you but i also thought like maybe he just he just thinks like this thing's going to get shut down really quickly anyways, and it didn't matter. It's just a matter of when they started and the amount of positive tests that he's expecting to happen that he doesn't expect them to make it to the playoffs at all. And he he actually shouldn't have said that and let it slip, That he he uh, doesn't think that. I, I think he's
1: using the fact that the virus is flying through the states so rapidly right now as something to fall back on from that comment. I think that just works well for him to... You know what snakes do? They slide under cracks and they go into holes to get out of things. And I think that's what he's doing. Like yesterday, there was fifty thousand cases of COVID in the United States, and they're and they're going to play baseball and basketball in the United States. You know,
0: it just ten thousand or twelve thousand alone in Florida. Yeah,
1: it's it's they're they're literally bringing these players right into the heart of the beast, and we're supposed to just sit back and watch them play. I was like, I was watching gladiator the other night and you know how there's this, these raucous crowd watching these, you know, basically slaves have to fight for everyone's amusement. And it seems like that, it seems like play for us, play for us, regardless of the virus, it doesn't matter. And, and it's hard because you step back a minute and you're like, what are we doing? Like, why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we, why are we putting these guys in this situation? I know a lot of them want to play, but, 50,000 cases. That's like filling the Rogers Center and everybody has it. That's a ton of people. In one day. Yeah, exactly. You would have to think if you have 50,000 people who went out of their way to get tested, how many people do you have who are just like, I don't feel good, but I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, I think I got something, but I don't want to wait in a line. Yeah, it's
0: probably close to double that. Like It'll people are so, numbers.
1: most people are so fucking lazy, and like you don't want to be in public. You don't want to be known as somebody who has something. You don't want to be labeled as something. So you would have to assume that there is a far larger uh, percent of people that have it. Then would go out of their way and you know wait in a line and get tested and get something. You know either I know not every test is getting that Q-tip shoved up your nose, but God, I don't want someone to do that to me.
0: Yeah, well, and a lot of people too are thinking. I'm going to get it if I don't have it by going to the test center. That's where it's going to be dangerous. There's all these other people that have it there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's why I'm, that's why I'm like, shocked
1: of how many people have actually been tested positive because it, it makes me think
0: that if you're going to do that, you, you must be feeling pretty bad. Right. Well, Blue Jays have been officially granted permission to come and hold spring training in Toronto. They're going to be quarantining for the entire time there, which is interesting. It's Are good. they
1: staying in the hotel in the Rogers Center?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to have a sectioned-off place so that the public can't get to. Um, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens and if the government allows them to play their home games here.
1: I find it interesting to the fact where all these teams, you know, because they're not going to be playing other teams because they want to stay away, they're going to be playing these inter-squad games and, you know, you're going to need to ramp it up to game speed. You're going to need to be really going for it. And I wonder if there'll be any sort of inter-team tensions from, you know, you beamed me, uh, you know, I. Drill the line drive off your knee when I hit it back at you, things like that. And I mean, maybe I'm just ignorant to the fact that these things happen all the time and those exist anyway. But I feel like any other times that they're playing inter squad games, it's not really like a full out thing. But I feel like they'll have to ramp it up to full out.
0: Yeah, well, especially the Blue Jays. Shapiro confirmed that the Blue Jays are not going to play any exhibition games, even though. You can schedule up to three. It just doesn't work for the Blue Jays. Kind of what I, I was talking about that the other day. What kind of disadvantage are the Jays going to be at by not being able to have these games against other teams? Going, how, 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 when was the last game they played in September? I mean, like not
1: including obviously the spring training games. Yeah, that they exactly. Played like a few a, of earlier. A, a
0: real game.
1: One of the things, and I don't know, I don't know exactly. I mean, this is something to talk about, but. Inner squad games help the team better if the team has better pitching. Do you know what I mean? Because you're going to be facing good stuff. You're going to be facing really good pitchers. And I'm trying to think about, you know, it it definitely would be helpful for these Blue Jays to face, like the heat of like Nate Pearson to face, you know, the kind of off-speed accuracy of like a Ryu and stuff like that. So there are some pitchers that could really – do well but there's definitely more clubs who have better starting pitching that could really get their their hitters seeing a lot of nasty stuff
0: yeah that's true but i I don't know i think i think even just evidenced by those two we do have a nice variety of what what major league players will see and someone who guns it like pearson and someone who uses deception and and their ability to hit all parts of the zone with every pitch um I think I think they'll be okay playing against themselves. It's just they're gonna lack that, that fire inside of them that wants to destroy the other team.
1: An empty Rogers Center with the roof closed has gotta be one of the more lonely places that you can play baseball.
0: Well, do you think they will have to have the roof closed?
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess I don't know why. I was like, keep the virus out. But I guess that doesn't make any sense. The virus is knocking at the roof.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course the roof will be open. <laughs> Here's a question for you. If, if we do get permission to hold home games here, what kind of interest level do you have in renting one of those rooms at the hotel with a view of the field and being one of the very few people able to watch a baseball game this season in person so just
1: answer me this first when they if they were to play these home games in toronto this is obviously post quarantine whatever these players aren't still staying in that hotel themselves because there's no way they would allow just fans to be in that space and while these players are still staying at that hotel right
0: yeah that's that's the plan that's where the players are going to stay but so allowing when... different, different parts of it, like it'll be sectioned off, like you won't be able to get to a specific floor where the Jays or opposing teams are playing.
1: I mean, I get why they're doing it, because they want to try to get as much money as possible, but that does seem like a bit of a weird thing to do. Uh, no, I don't have any interest in that, really. I mean, other than to say, like, I did that, and I had that experience in this crazy time that the world is experiencing, where you have to do this in order to watch live baseball, but... As an experience of watching the actual game of baseball, that's a rat shit angle to watch baseball at. And it's like, it's I've not...
0: never been in there. I've never watched a game from there, so I don't know.
1: Well, think about being at the flight deck, but then being
0: even higher than I that. I don't mind watching a game from the flight deck. Man, you can't see pitching at all. That's still exciting. I'm still watching baseball live. It,
1: yeah, you're still watching baseball live, but I guarantee if there's. A tv on in that same hotel
0: room you're watching that tv yeah. 75 <laughs> percent of the time <laughs> it could be fun though for the podcast you know we could do a live show we could we could be there before we could be talking about what we're seeing do a show there before and then maybe after talk about the game i don't know it could be fun do you know what the uh, cost of the room is because i think it's about 250 for a night it's not horrible that right
1: that- No, that that'll be jacked up, man. There's no way that stays at 250.
0: Yeah, right now it's like 250. You can get a room in August, but we have no idea what the schedule is, what the home games. We don't even know if they'll be allowed
1: to exactly exactly. Which I still think it's a bit weird that they would play there, considering the crossing the border with the flights and all that stuff. But I mean, I guess it's not that that big i mean they do that anyway so
0: there's a ton of people that do cross the border all the time every day that i didn't even realize about like there's so many truck drivers that are going back and forth every day essential workers that are going between united states and canada border right now i I
1: read something that there's thousands of americans coming to canada right now i was like how how i didn't know you could do that how (laughs) they've got to do essential things I don't know. I I mean, maybe it's a gray area where it's like they have some sort of residency in Canada that they can claim or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Because what would be essential that you can't do either online that you would fly into another country consistently to do? I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about jobs. Neither do I. (laughs) Have you heard uh, Fred Van Vliet kind of say that he he would sort of be for not playing and he's not sure if they should be playing and um, that there's a bit of uncomfortableness there just based on, I think, you know, the virus for sure and also what's going on in the world politically.
0: I I don't remember if
1: I heard that specifically, but... Does that... And, and look, I'm, this isn't a comment on, like, his point of view at all. Like, I totally support him. I think if he doesn't want to play, he shouldn't play. I don't think anybody should do anything that they, they don't believe in, you know, especially, you know, he has enough money to live, but I also understand, you know, wanting to make more money and maybe use it as the platform. But if you hear players say that they're uncomfortable about playing or that they're not sure if they should be playing just from a pure stan- uh, f- fan standpoint, does that
0: change your experience of watching? To me, it sounds like a bit of posturing especially with Fred, I know that he was the first person to make it to camp in Florida. You know, you can say, yeah, I'm not sure if we should be playing based on what's going on in the world and uh, on the virus, but uh, here I am. I'm ready to play. I'm going to play. So, you know, which is it? Either you don't think you should be playing and you don't play
1: or you're playing. I think it's more complicated than that. I don't think it's a simple like black and white you play or you don't play. I think there's a lot of different things that these that these guys are considering and I just it it's just adding into that whole thing for me about like it's a bit uncomfortable to watch something that is you know purely entertainment when these guys are struggling with their place in that country with what's going on in that country and with what, um, message that they want to send and what they want to be able to do with their platforms, what they want to be able to do with their money and wanting to be a part of a really important fight that's going on, um, mostly in the U S. And so when they talk about, you know, when, when that comes to the surface, it kind of makes me feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe sh- we shouldn't play. Maybe you shouldn't, we shouldn't watch this. I don't know. It just makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable
0: but he's still deciding to play he's ultimately making the decision that he doesn't feel too uncomfortable that he still wants to. if you were
1: gonna have sex with somebody and they said to you and you were like hey do you want to come over and let's have some sex and they were like um i don't know if i want to um i just don't know if it's right for us to have sex doesn't feel good i uh, i'll come over do you want to have sex with that person do you feel super comfortable having sex with that person
0: well am i paying them like you getting not pay <it>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no you're only paying them with with feelings
0: well, that's it's hard to compare then isn't it i i don't know it's it's a that's that's a tricky comparison for me yeah
1: that's fair that's fair That that's
0: and it sounds like you're just trying to put me into a bad position and shine me on a bad yeah. light here, no matter you're what not, I you're say. You're not editing
1: this out of the... Uh, of... I'm, I'm not going to edit it. I got you backed against the wall, Eamon, and now I'm going to start filling in your ribs.
0: I'm bringing it on, man. I'm ready to spar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, Fred, Fred's, Fred's in it. He got there first. He's by himself in a hotel having to quarantine it. their training near their training site in Florida. There's like a couple of other coaches. He can't hang out with anyone. He has to leave his children who are like both under a year old or like under two years old. He's not going to see them again until like two months from now or something. If they make it that far in the playoffs, like it's a big sacrifice. So I can understand him being like, yeah, I'm not sure if we should be here, but all those other dudes are going to get there. The teams are going to start playing and they're going to be fired up and they're going to want to keep playing.
1: (laughs) You sound like a spokesperson I for the league.
0: I I, I I don't have a job. These guys are going to be yeah. fired
1: up, and they're going to get in there, and they're going to play for you. So come on down and watch these guys all fired up. Um, one thing that I wanted to uh, add about yesterday when we did the COVID over under 19 So my cousin, who's a Dodgers fan, so obviously he's never wanted for anything. He has no idea what suffering feels like. I mean, he has a different level of suffering because they've made it so close (laughs) and they've never won the World Series. But for me, from my point of view of being a Blue Jays fan, it's like I don't even have any sympathy for that level of suffering because it seems like you have this riches. If there's ever a a player out there that's available, if there's ever a high market player, it's like, oh, they're in the mix all the time. Where From our perspective, it's like, ah we'll never get them but he he was I, he wasn't really making a joke about this either. I think he was seriously asking me this, but he was like, "I was surprised you didn't do over under 19 on the amount of wins the Blue Jays will get." And I first I was like laughed and I was like, "Ah, you piece of shit." And then I was like, "You know what? Like there I guess they're, a there's a version number. where they don't get over 19 wins cuz they'd be they'd be 19 and 41."
0: Yeah. I think that's actually a pretty good area for them. That's kind of where I suspect. You think they're going to be that bad, season.
1: 19 and 41? That's really bad. I mean, their division is really tough.
0: Uh, unbelievably
1: tough. I don't know, man. That would be, that's, that's brutal to me. Because I think that they need to start dancing at 500. And so if they're at 19 and 41, I mean, all, I mean, but it's such a small sample size relative to a baseball season. All, all it really takes is like two really bad weeks and you could get to be 19 and 41. Yeah. So then make your, make your claim over under 19 on wins for the Blue Jays.
0: Well, I guess taking the under means. it. 18?
1: No, under is also 19 because over 19, anything over.
0: Okay. Okay. I guess to do it properly we have to have a yeah, No, but, but this
1: is something it was just sort of like a makeshift over under to have a play on COVID 19
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i will take the over i think that they'll i think they'll probably be around mid-20s i don't think i don't think they're gonna play 500 to the end of the season i think it's too difficult we're playing too many good teams for too long of a stretch obviously that's that's not what i want to say but that that is kind of how i feel so I'll take the over, but not by much.
1: If we have to consider the possibility that the season might not make it to 60 games, I would definitely take the under because I think they'll be close to enough to 19 in a full season where if they don't make it to the end. But consi- like let's just assume that they play all 60. I'll take the over as well. God, I've we got to take the over. 1941 yeah. just sounds awful. But not, not unrealistic. No not unrealistic, but I mean, I, I, you know, I, I want to watch sports so bad. I want to watch baseball so bad that I would watch them, you know, go five and 55, but I, I really hope that they do better than 19 and 41.
0: Yeah. I mean, what's, what do you set the the Dodgers over under at like 50.5?
1: Totally. I mean, I think, (laughs) Oh God. 45 and a half I, I think at 50.5 I would I would be I would still take the over I, You could see a team like the Dodgers Go on this crazy run and be Like 52 and
0: 8 <laughs> You know Yeah I think it's more likely For some elite team in the central think about how many Bad teams there are in the central I was, division I was looking at team. that and I was You know Yeah I mean there are some
1: bad teams in the central You never know Twins are gonna dominate this year. Like they're gonna have an amazing record. If you could take one past Blue Jay and insert them into this team, who would it be? And you can take them at their prime. I don't mean now. I mean take one Blue Jay from the past. Boom! Put them in the twenty twenty season in their prime.
0: Got to go, Halliday.
1: Yeah, I would say Halliday or Clemens for sure. You'd want a starting pitcher. You want an ace.
0: Yeah, Clemens would be interesting. Are we getting Clemens when he's the Blue Jay? Yeah, full, juice Clemens? Clemens.
1: full juice Clemens. Full juice Clemens. You have to take him when he's a Blue Jay. So, full juice Clemens pitching now.
0: Yeah. Right. What if, what if you can take any player from their prime that has played on the Blue Jays, but their prime wasn't necessarily on uh, the Blue probably Jays? Frank
1: Thomas. <laughs> I'd probably take like, MVP Frank Thomas. But you know what? I'd still probably take right. Halliday because you'd want a pitcher. I think an ace right. pitcher like that would really raise the bar for this team.
0: You start, yeah. I mean, you start imagining our lineup with Doc Halliday, Juan Ryu, Pearson, and then Shoemaker. I, yeah. I mean, is it going to be Shoemaker? You know, some of these other young guys this season might might be might be better than him. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think after you have those three, you know, potential. Aces at the
1: top, you could throw you out there, <laughs> you know. Still have a. It's <laughs>
0: like a top rotation in the, in the league. Once once you had Hallid- Allada. Yeah, I think it'd be crazy not I to take excited. a
1: pitcher if you were going to insert in that scenario.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could imagine throwing Donaldson in there. you Can imagine throwing Donaldson in there and being like lineup is a- starts to get really exciting too. I don't know. It doesn't uh, help you as
1: much because then you know if you put Donaldson in, then I don't know. I guess you put Vladdy at first, you move Shaw first. And then, so what does Shaw do? He just sort of platoons and then maybe he becomes a DH or something. It's still, it's not the strongest position for him. So I just feel like,
0: why do we care about Shaw? Why are we trying to figure out what to do? Because you got pieces, right? Sh- if you're
1: going to slot something in, you want it to be like the, the, let's say you've got Josh Donaldson at third. And then you've got, this is 2015 Josh Donaldson too. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. No, I know. But, Yeah, and it's so hard to know because Shaw could be just fucking horse shit. But let's say that Shaw plays at like, let's say something crazy. Let's say Shaw plays at like a two to three war level. You'd have more value putting in like a six war pitcher than you would.
0: If Shaw's playing at a two war level, we're trading him as soon as we can. (laughs) Thanks for your services. Here's the door. (laughs) We've got we've got Donaldson, Bouchette, Biggio, and Vladdy in our infield. Who, but who well, what would you exactly though? Joe, so get, then,
1: let me just go even further with what you're saying though. If you were going to put in Josh Donaldson and you were gonna then trade Shaw, my guess is you'd be looking for a starting pitcher. So why not just take Roy Halladay or Roger Clemens in the first place, and then let you know Shaw be whatever he is, and <clears throat> let Vladdy play third. It's, it sounds to me you're like you're saying,
0: why take Donaldson when you could have Shop? No, it's saying why take Donaldson when you could have Roy Aladay. Is more what I'm saying. It really just depends. Like to me, there's a different level of excitement of having a, an MVP hitter and infielder on your team than having yeah, you'd uh, also have having to- an MVP pitcher going every five days it's you'd just also like, have to put up with donaldson it, it, in the
1: clubhouse you know trying to assert his alpha maleness over these young players who they're trying to get to assert their alpha maleness and i just don't think that that would be the best case scenario for those guys
0: yeah yeah maybe not still might be the best case scenario for me
1: <laughs> look i love watching josh donaldson i love josh donaldson but i don't have to uh spend time with him in a clubhouse
0: yeah true peak peak incarnation could really uh benefit this team too right now
1: yeah oh man he would slot in so well
0: there's lots of dudes that would obviously make this team way better and we both thought holiday is where we would go first you know we could talk about this all day but we don't have enough time let's wrap up wrap up here and uh what are you gonna do this weekend Davey Oh, yeah, we're not doing this tomorrow.
1: I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to We're off, baby. We- <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm just going to, like, sweat in my apartment or maybe sweat outside or maybe um, try to fight some teenagers. It's, i got a lot, on, a lot of potential here.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I hope everyone out there has a nice sweaty weekend, um, and we'll be back on Monday. Thanks for tuning in.